You're listening to the Motivation Minutes with D. Rice. Having trouble accomplishing daily tasks and don't know why you're okay with mediocrity? Do you want to learn more about how to become more powerful within your own body and mind? You're in the right place. These are the Motivation Minutes with D. Rice. Yo, what is up, guys? I'm back here with another episode of the Motivation Minutes. This is going to be a good one. We're going to be talking about leadership in this episode leadership so like what is leadership you know you you hear a lot of people talk about leadership poor leadership good leadership so what even is leadership it's the art of motivating a group of people to act toward achieving a common goal now that can look like a bunch of different things so let's take sports into example you need a good leader on a sports team to get everybody on the same page to get everybody motivated to get everybody like involved Make sure everything is going good. You just need a good leader to tie everybody together, and it always gives the best effort, sets the best example. But also, you have examples of leaders like in jobs and out in the world, and even even the country. Our country has a leader. And so, what does real, like, good leadership look like? And and in order to even achieve that, we have to break down the types of leadership there is and the two main types that there is. Now, to motivate people, you have to be a special person because not only do you have to be motivated, but you have to convince everybody around you to think like you get on the same page as you. And sometimes that can be difficult. But see, what is instilled in you is special, okay? Everybody has the opportunity to be a leader, everybody. Now, some people may not be good leaders. Others may be better leaders. Everybody has the opportunity to be a leader. Now, if you're not a good leader and you take a back seat, that's okay. You know, you recognize that you're not a good leader. That's fine. But you have to jump on the same boat and on the same page with everybody else and follow that leader. You see, the leader doesn't have it easy. Everything gets blamed on the leader. That's the reason why hardly anybody wants to be the leader. Because you're going to get blamed for every single problem that there is. No matter what. Everything's going to get tied back to you. Now, you can go discuss that with your team or you can go discuss that with your employees. But every, every problem comes back to you. And so the thing is, in order to be an effective leader, you have to get everybody on the same page doing the same task at the best of their ability in order to keep you out of trouble, to keep them out of trouble, to keep everybody on the same page, and to keep things running smoothly. You see, you need a leader in every aspect of your life, whether it's you, whether it's somebody just in your life, a friend, a relative. You need a leader in order to guide you in the right direction. Now, you know what you think like. So you can be your own leader. I'm not saying you have to have somebody there all the time. You don't. You can be your own leader in your mental health, in your physical health, in anything dealing with you. Like You can be your own leader. But in order to be a leader, you have to understand the types of leadership. Now, I looked up different types of leadership, but they were very specific. And what I was looking for was a general picture. And so these are the two that I came up with. Leader by force, leader by example. Pretty simple stuff. A leader by force is somebody. It's, it's like a dictator. Somebody who doesn't care how you feel. They don't care what you have to say. They don't. They just don't care. They are literally there because they feel like, oh, I'm the I'm the best leader in this situation, and they and they're just not. If they don't care about the other people around them. You're not a good leader. And so what that looks like is them forcing you to do everything, and you not wanting to listen to them because obviously they're a bad leader. But they force you to do everything. They try to tell you what to do. They don't know how to lead because that's just not how a leader should be. If you have to force yourself to be a leader, I'm sorry, but you're not a leader. Leadership is never forced. It's always the person putting in the hardest work. It's always the person who is always involved in everything. 
And in sports, that looks like diving for the loose ball. That looks like making the play to win the game. Like that looks like stepping up in the big times and being who you are. Not trying to do too much, not trying to do too little. You be who you are, you step up, and you make the play. That's what that looks like in sports. And so if you have to force yourself to be the leader, maybe you should step back and just think about how to be a real leader, how what real leadership looks like. And so that brings me to my next example. Leader by example. These people, these people are the ones that you want right beside you, whether it's in the workplace, whether it's in sports, anything. These people right here, they're in the trenches with you. You know, you're having a long, hard day at work. Let's say you work at Wendy's. Drive-thrus backed up, insides backed up. It's lunch rush hour. The leader is not just going to sit back and bark orders at you. The leader is going to get in there. They're going to be making burgers. They're going to be making salads. They're going to be making everything. And they're going to be helping customers. They're going to be trying to make everything run smoothly because that's what leaders by example do. They lead. They actually lead their people into the fight, lead them into battle. You know, some of the greatest leaders, Alexander the Great, for example, his name literally says Alexander the Great because he was that great of a leader. He didn't just sit back and make sure that he wasn't in any danger and then tell his guys to go do everything. He was literally there in the fight with them. They wanted to fight beside him. They needed to fight beside him because he gave them inspiration to fight. You see, that's what a real leader is. A real leader is in there with you. A real leader runs sprints back on defense to make sure that the winning layup doesn't go in. A real leader takes the charge in the critical part of the game so that they don't score that point. That's a real leader. A real leader is in there with you. They're right there beside you, and they they feel everything that you feel. They feel you, man. Like They are right there with you in that situation, and they can help you a lot because – I mean, they're in the situation with you, and they feel for you, and they feel with you. And so they're feeling the same feeling, so they can they can help out. They can give motivating advice. They can bring everybody together, even if it's as simple as a high five, even if it's as simple as a keep going. It can be something that simple. But leaders bring people together like that, and that's, that's what makes it special. That's what makes a team or a workplace special. So I looked up on several sites. What, what do leaders have that other people don't? And these were the 10 most common things that I saw integrity they're not gonna do anything shady they're not gonna try to go behind your back they're not gonna try to demise you or like bring you down integrity means telling the truth having morals having moral uprightness like you do what's right no matter what that's integrity having integrity means you do the right thing when nobody is watching when it doesn't matter what you do you still choose to do the right thing because that's what a real leader does he sets the example he shows people how they should conduct themselves that's what a leader is and so the next one is the ability to delegate. There's always going to be conflict, and you can look at this different ways. So when there's a conflict, you want somebody to go speak to the coach for you, to go speak to the boss for you. That's what a leader is going to do. They're going to take it into their own hands. They're going to listen to the people, and then they're going to go take it to the, the big boss, the real leader. And so another way you can look at it is they can assign tasks easy. You're on a sports team. Okay, look. You're really good at defense, I need you to D up this possession. You're really good at rebounding, man, I need you to crash those boards. And that's the thing about a leader. They have the ability to delegate in both ways. See, they can go represent you, and they're also there with you. They're, they're helping you out. They're showing you your strengths. They're telling you your strengths. That way you can do better at those and get the job done where it needs to be done. Another one, communication. They have to communicate. If you don't communicate on a team or in a workplace or in just in life in general with the people you're around, it's not going to go good. They can't read your mind. People are not mind readers. They don't have that power. Last time I checked, 
We're none of us are superheroes here. So a real leader will communicate what they need and what they need you to do and you'll get the job done because it's going to be clear, it's going to be precise, and the communication is what's going to push you forward. It's what's going to drive you because not only do they communicate what they want out of you, they communicate that they gave it to you because you can do it. They gave it to you because you they know you have the ability to do it the best way possible. And so that's why they gave you that task. So they're going to communicate that with you and they're going to be able to be clear and precise and bring out the best at who they're talking about. And so the next one is self-awareness. A leader not only has to care about the people around them, but they have to be self-aware. They have to be self-aware of what they're doing in the moment or what they're doing at the time that somebody needs help or just in general at any point in time. Because people are watching you no matter what you think. People are If you think you're invisible right now, that is wrong. People are watching you no matter what you think. And so a real leader, people are going to watch them. People are going to be critiquing them at any given moment and so if their actions don't line up with their words or their words don't line up with their actions then that's a problem because you're you're a leader people look to you and if you don't always assume that leadership role if you don't always know that that's on your mind and that that's on your back and then you got people watching you then i mean obviously they're not going to take you they're not going to listen to you so in order to be an effective leader you have to be self-aware of what you're doing another trait that a leader has gratitude and you got to be grateful for the people around you you got to be grateful for the effort that they're putting in you got to be grateful for the things that they're doing you see if you're on a sports team and you're not grateful you have other guys around you they're not going to want to play with you they're not going to want to play beside you because if i wasn't grateful for the guy next to me and i don't think he's doing a good job that's going to be discouraging to him and if he thinks he's doing a great job then he's not going to like me and he's not going to like playing beside me because I just told him he wasn't doing a very good job and he's giving it his all. So you got to be grateful for the people around you. You got to be grateful for the things that they do on a daily basis, even if it's small things, because those small things add up to be big things. And if that person is not there to do that, it creates a problem. It creates an issue and the workplace doesn't flow like it's supposed to. So you have to be grateful for every little thing that your people do and that for every thing that goes on around you, honestly. Another thing is learning agility. Leaders have great learning agility. They're able to learn on the fly. They're able to pick stuff up fast and then be able to teach it out to others and send it out to others. So, like, you learn a new idea, you send it out to others. Through effective communication, man, that idea is going to get out fast. That idea is going to get out quick. It's going to be precise. People are going to know what you're talking about. People are going to want to work beside you because, I mean, that's what you do. You know, you have to create a learning environment as a leader. And whether that's in sports or in the workplace or anywhere, a learning environment is the best environment because it keeps your team engaged. It keeps your workers engaged. And so having the ability to learn things and then push it out to your employees quicker or push it out to your teammates quicker, that's going to really help in the long run. Like if you see how a pitcher sets up for a curveball, you're going to tell your teammates, hey, watch his left foot. It turns to the inside when he sets up for a curveball. Those type of things. That's what's going to help in the long run. And so... Influence, man, a leader has to have influence. If you can't influence the guys around you, you're not a good leader. You're leading by force. You're forcing them to try to listen to you, and they're just not doing it. You see, a good leader, let's say you're playing basketball, you're on defense, and, you know, this is final possession. Like, you have to lock them down. A leader will have influence on his team in order to motivate them for that possession so y'all can win the game. You see, it's all about influencing the people around you to give it their all every second of the game now some people they need more motivation than others others just put in 110 percent without asking 
Some you have to ask him to do it, but once they realize the final goal that's in mind, man, they'll give 110%, especially if you're a good leader. So this one kind of piggybacks off that one, empathy. I said some guys need more motivation than others or some people need more motivation than others. So empathy is the ability to feel. Why are they not giving 110%? You know, if there's a certain situation or a certain issue that arose, then you got to discuss that with them. You got to feel what they're going through and you got to figure out a way to solve the problem. That's what leadership is, man. You got to bring everybody together. You got to solve that problem. You got to solve that issue between two teammates or two coworkers. And so it can get back to running smoothly. So y'all can get back to winning. So y'all can get back to progressing. And so that's just what being a leader is all about. And there's two more points. Courage. A leader has to have courage. Courage to tell people that, hey, you're doing this, like, this is wrong what you're doing. Or the courage to, like, go into battle with them. Like, you know, protect the guys right beside you. Those those type of people are special because they won't let anything happen to you. And I really felt that playing basketball one time. You know, I got in. I got into a loose ball situation. I dove for the ball. Another guy dove for the ball. We were wrestling for the ball on the ground. They called jump ball. Well, little to my knowledge, I stand up with the ball, and this other guy's like bowing up at me. Well, my teammates had my back. My teammates stood in front of me and was like, hey, man, y'all better, y'all better control your boy right there. you know. And so that's just what I'm talking about, the courage that they had in order to step in front of me like that. That, that was something special. And so I just feel like all of us on that team was meshed together. And it was just a great environment to play in. So that leadership, leadership is what's going to drive you to be your best. And for the leader to have courage is something really, really special. And lastly, they also have to have respect. If you don't respect the guys around you, they're not going to respect you. You have to give respect to get respect. And as long as you have respect, you can be an effective leader. If people don't respect what you have to say, then you're not going to be able to lead them into anything because they're not going to listen to you at all. And then you're going to just be trying to lead by force. So all these things line up with leading by example. You have to be in there with the people you're trying to lead. And that is the best way to get their attention. That is the best way to lead, in my opinion. Surprisingly, even in the animal world, this is facts. This is facts for wolves. We talked about the wolf pack before. I'm amazed by wolves. Wolves are some intelligent creatures. And we're here at Arkansas State University. Our mascot is a red wolf, so why not talk about wolves? So in a wolf pack, you have the alpha male and you have the alpha female. Those are your two leaders. And so they oversee the wolf pack. They are the wisest wolves in the pack. They've been through a lot. They know a lot. They know what to do. They are also the strongest of the wolf pack. They're alphas for a reason. And so they set up the territory, the boundaries. They lead hunts. They keep the pack in order. And then they also have the job of accepting lone wolves or driving them away. Like, you have to be pretty wise in order to choose who you want to accept and who you don't. And so those alpha, that alpha male and that alpha female are also responsible for mating and giving new members to the pack in the form of pups. And, you know, they have the pack's best interests in mind. Just like with driving out the other wolves that try to join the pack, Man, they have the best interest in mind. So if they see a problem, they're going to drive those wolves out. And they're only going to accept the ones that would help the pack. And so that's what I find interesting about wolves. Because you think, like, they don't really have the cognitive function of humans. And so how could they decide that? But they do. Scientists and researchers have studied them so much. You can find so much information on wolf packs. And they have found these qualities to be true about alphas. But everybody in the pack has their own job. 
And so here are just some of the jobs that take place in a wolf pack. Now, this, is, this can be applied to our world too. Everybody has a place. But researchers have found specifically in wolf packs, there are a lot of different categories that you can be. So, alphas. There are the leaders, man. They take care of everything, like the big things. They're wise and strong, so you already been over that. Then there's the lead warrior. The lead warrior takes orders specifically from the alphas. So if there's an issue, if there a problem arises, he takes specific orders from the alpha in order to protect the pack. Then you have the warriors under him. And they call them warriors because they're the ones that fight off the other wolves or they're the ones that fight off danger and things like that. And you may think, you know, what's dangerous to wolves? Well, bears actually attack wolves. And so these are the are the ones that protect these are the ones that solve the issues these wolves are special they will wander off from the pack and make sure everything is secure make sure the land is good make sure there's no danger because at any given point you can have pups with the pack or you can have small adolescent wolves with the pack and so you want to make sure everybody is safe everything is secure and that's what these warriors do that is their job in the pack hunters i mean it's in the name they hunt but they also act as decoys in the time of danger. So if something is endangering the pack, these hunters will actually run in front of that danger and lead it away from the pack so the pack can escape to safety, and then they will circle back around and rejoin the pack hours later. Researchers have watched this happen a lot of times, and I find that very interesting that these wolves are willing to sacrifice themselves in order for the rest of the pack to escape. And so next comes the adolescence. The adolescents are the wolves that aren't pups anymore, but they really don't have a job yet. They're still learning. And so the adolescents are the are the wild ones. Like, they're the fast, crazy ones. Most of the time, they stick with the pups. They protect the pups from danger. They travel with the pups, things like that. Then you have the Omega. The Omega really gets no credit at all. Like, the Omega is bottom of the totem pole, is only greater than the pups, and they take care of the pups. So their, their only job is to stick with the pups, take care of the pups, make sure everything is good. The Omega gets absolutely no recognition. They get last choice on meal. They get usually the leanest meat, so like there's really no fat there. And so if there's ever a famine or a time where there's no food source, most of the time Omegas get really, really bad sick or they die. And so Omega really gets no respect at all. Now the pups... The pups are just the newborns, you know? I mean, they don't really have a job. Their job is to just exist, to live, to be stay within the wolf pack and do and follow what the Omega says or what the Alpha says. Most of the time, the Alpha doesn't even fool with the pups. And so within this hierarchical system, this keeps wolf packs safe. This is what makes the wolf pack stick together. And if any time any members of the wolf pack don't like what the Alpha wolf says, they can leave. They don't challenge the alpha for the alpha position. What researchers have said most of the time within a single wolf pack, there are no conflicts. There are zero conflicts because if somebody doesn't like something or if a wolf doesn't like what the alpha does, it leaves. It, it leaves to find his own pack. It leaves to start his own journey, to start his own leadership. And so I find that very, very interesting. Now, they said they didn't say never. They said most of the time there have been challenges where the alpha wolf has gotten really old and one of the other wolves took over, but that was for the pack's best interest. And so these lone wolves, they go out and they risk their lives because without a pack, wolves are in fairly grave danger. 
like there's genuinely small predators and they hunt in packs because it, I mean, it helps them out. It, it helps them catch their food. And so a lone wolf is also very dangerous though. They're in a dangerous position, but they are also very dangerous because they have nothing to lose. They have nobody to listen to and they have nothing to lose. And lone wolves can be very, very, very dangerous. And so I said all that to say this, everybody has their role and every role is just as equally important as the last one. Now within the wolf pack, the Omega Wolf may not get hardly any recognition, but they raise the young. They take care of the pups in order for the pups to be strong and grow into their position, whether it be a warrior, a hunter, or something else. They are the ones that raise the pups. They are the ones that raise the next generation. So they are just as important as the other wolves. If the Omega Wolf wasn't there, somebody would have to be the Omega Wolf. So it's not like their position can just be cut out. So I said all that to say everybody has their position. Everybody has their place in life. And so... A real leader will recognize what they need to do. A real leader will put them in the best position for the success of the company or for the success of the team or for just the success of their life in general. A real leader will care about the members of his team or his community and he will go out and he will create the best opportunity for them to either move up or to either get better. And so that brings me to my next point about transformational leadership. Transformational leadership is the person who wants to transform its employees or its members into being a leader in society. It doesn't want them to stay the same. It doesn't want dictatorship where all of them are less than him or her or anybody. Like They want everybody to be equal and equal in everything. And if they're not equal, they want to grow those people into becoming the leaders that they want to be or to be the person that they want to be. Transformational leadership are the leaders that want to transform the people around them into the greatest version of themselves that they can be. Now, if that's a leadership position, they train them for that. If that's just being a lead warrior, they train them for that. If that's just being a regular warrior, they train them for that. But they want the best out of them, and they want the very best out of everybody around them. And so those type of people are in the fight with you. Like, not only are they transforming you, but they're transforming themselves as, as they go. They're learning new leadership skills with you. Everybody is unique. Everybody takes different things in order to get them ready for the workplace, for the team, for life. Everybody takes different things. They need different things. And so a real leader is going to work on that. A real leader is going to abide by their own rules because they won't make any rules that are absurd. You see, transformational leadership is very effective, but it's only effective if you have effective communication you can't just order people around and expect them to do it. You can't just have a dictatorship and expect people to want to follow you. You see, these people bring the best out of people. They bring the absolute 110% best out of everybody around them. And so if you're playing on a team with these type of people, man, it's easy to be amazed at what they do. They bring the best out of everybody, and then they push it into one place to achieve a common goal. And they do it with such ease. They do it with such slickness and smoothness that there's hardly any conflict. Now, when you get a bunch of people together with different ideas, there's going to be conflict. But these type of leaders, they listen to all sides. They have that empathy. They have also have that integrity. They're not going to cheat anybody. They're going to listen to all sides. They're going to have the best possible outcome that there is. And so these type of leaders are the ones you want beside you. These type of leaders are the ones that you want in your company. If you start a company, you need to look for these people to become managers, to become CEOs, to become that type of thing for your company because 
those are the people you want in the battle with you. They're going to be right there beside you the whole way. And they're going to be transforming the people in the workplace in order to either take over their position or start a new position or go start something else. Researchers have proved that transformational leadership is the best type of leadership there is. They get the most results. They get the fastest results because people want to listen to them. People want to get better. And so if you motivate them in a way and give them action steps in a way where they can see the end, now it may be far away, but they know what they have to do. Man, people will follow. People want to improve. Most of the time, they just don't know how. They don't know what that looks like. They don't have any action steps to get there. Now, when you give somebody these action steps, it's up to them to do it. It's not up to you to make sure that they're doing it. You don't have to check in all the time. If they don't want to do their job, they just don't want to do their job. They don't want to be there. But people who want to get better, they need an action plan. And when you give them an action plan and they follow it, that just proves that they want to follow you. Like they want you by their side helping them out. Because in that situation, there are no real leaders per se. You may be leading them, but in the end, y'all are equal. You're, you're partners. You're there right beside them. And so that that is shown to be the best type of leadership that there is. And so I said all of that to say this right here. Become the leader you want to be. Find your place. You see, everybody has a place in life. Everybody has a place in a job. Everybody has a place on a team. You have to find your place and lead that position the best to your ability. There's qualities in you that most don't even have. You know, everybody is unique. You have unique qualities about you. And so you have to use those to be able to lead where you are and to get to that next step. If you don't like where you are and you have a chance to advance, you need to advance. Be that person that climbs that ladder. Be that person that gets into the leadership role and then changes that role. They absolutely change the way that leadership role is played. Be a transformational leader. You want people beside you to get better. If they overtake you, that's good because you're the one that trained them. You're the one that instilled that greatness in them. And so they couldn't even see that greatness themselves, but you instilled that greatness in them. So you should be proud of yourselves. Even if you get overtaken, that is fine because you're still in your leadership position, but they're just a little bit higher than you. And when they realize that you're the one that inspired them to get them there, man, they will respect you a lot more. And that's not to say hang that over their head. You do not want to hang that over their head because they got there on their own. You just inspired them to do it. And so most likely, they'll still ask you for your opinion. Most likely, they'll respect you even more because they realize their own potential from you. And so when they realize that, man, they will be forever grateful for that. Leadership is just not very common these days. Real leadership is not common at all. People want to tell other people what to do. They don't respect people. People don't respect each other. And so real leadership is rare, but when you have it, man, that whatever it is, a team, a company, it works like a well-oiled machine, and they can work circles around other people. They can play circles around other people because they're all tied into one. They're all tied together. And so I think it's very, very, very important to have real leadership in this time, especially in this day and age, and especially at our, the age we are now. You have to have leadership in your life. You have to become the leader you want to be. You have to take control of not only your life, but the situation you're in. You have to be like, look, I can help. I can lead. I can do this because, man, you have qualities in you that are unique. And somebody might need that quality in order to complete their journey. Somebody might need that quality in order to complete a job or a deal. 
You know, not everybody's a good negotiator. If you're a good negotiator, man, that's your position. You need to lead in that negotiating. And then maybe one day you'll become lead negotiator. If your job is action, if your job is building stuff, man, become that master carpenter. You know, you, you just got to climb the ladder. You got to do what it takes in order to become the leader that you want to be. Take life by the horns. Take control of your circumstances. Don't become a victim of your circumstances, man. You got to see the best even when the best is not there. Even when the best doesn't look like it's even possible. You got to see the best in every situation. You got to see hope. You got to see the future, man. You got to see the bigger picture because that's what's going to get you through. That's what's going to get you through and make you an effective leader. When you can see the bigger picture and you know action steps to, to be able to group people together and be able to get them there, that's effective leadership. And you also have to be in that situation with them. Become that leader. Become that lion amongst sheep. As a leader, you have to have a shark mentality. A shark mentality simply means you keep moving forward. You have to keep moving forward. Otherwise, you die. When a shark stops moving or when a shark tries to swim backwards, it dies. A shark cannot swim backwards, only forwards. A shark cannot stop moving because it will die. It has to stay moving. So to have that type of leadership where you always move forward, you have to move forward. You have to get over this hump. You have to get over this slump. Man, that's effective leadership to be right there with your people in the battle, in the hard times to bring them out, to give them action steps to get out. That's effective leadership. And, man, it's been a great time here on the Motivation Minutes. I really enjoyed this episode. Thank you, everyone that is listening. I hope you can apply some of these lessons to your life. I'm not just speaking to speak. I really think this could help people. This could change your perspective on life. And, man, I just hope that I'm getting across to you, and I just hope it's clear in my message just become the person you want to be. Take life by the horns. It's yours. You only get this one time. This has been the Motivation Minutes, and I'm D. Rice.